Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. that you have placed your word above your name. And therefore, we can trust in your word. When you say it, we'll believe it. Because you have said it. It is sure, it is established. With you, all things are possible. We thank you, loving Father, for your love for us, for your care for us. We commit this morning into your hands as we are gathered again to hear from you. Dear Lord, we pray that you will speak to us. Let's use me as an instrument to bring your word to us. Speak to us in a different ways. And let us hear your voice again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning. It's a beautiful morning and refreshing to meet again, to meet each other in the presence of God, to fellowship. A few weeks ago, we started talking about the foundations of our faith. And today, we talk about salvation. Yesterday, we went to the funeral and burial service of our brother, Kwesibo um, Siyankung. And as the Bible says, um, sometimes it's better to be at the place of mourning sometimes than even the place of um, celebration because it reminds you that life, whilst we celebrate, there is something called death. And death is something so painful, something that every human has to confront Sometimes we try to forget about it, put it aside, move on with life. But somehow, some way, death comes back to confront us in one way or the other. And we are reminded about death. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 56, it says, Now death's sting is sin. And since power is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus, the Messiah. Amen. Death stink is sin. Last week, we looked at the topic of sin and what sin is and what sin does to us. And one of the painful aspects of what sin does is what the Bible talks about here as death. When God created man and gave his command to man, gave all the blessings and all the goodies, all the things God has created, gave to man to be in charge, God told man one thing. There is something called death. It exists, but it is inactive. Don't activate it. 
That thing called death, don't activate it. It exists, but it has no power. It cannot touch anybody. It cannot do anything. Its power is in one thing called sin. Rebellion against God. When you sin, you will activate death. In the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. But man obeyed the devil. We read all in Genesis chapter 3. Man obeyed the devil, rejected the identity that God has given to us, created in the image and likeness of God. And we went out seeking for an identity we already have to be like God. And by so doing, we rebelled against God and activated that dangerous thing called sin. And when we went in and got in sin, we activated death. And so man died. Now, when we talk about death, Bible describes death in three different ways. First, death is separation from the presence of God. So Bible says that when they sinned, they hid themselves from God. They were with God, man fellowships with God. Without God saying anything, just after man had eaten the fruit, Bible says that, and they realized they were naked. Suddenly, just after eating the fruit, the spirit of God couldn't live with man. We learned from our first lessons that God is so holy, that he is so perfect, there can't be any improvement on God. Can, God cannot be less or better than what he is. And because of his nature as God, he cannot live with sin. So when man sinned, when man rebelled, when man chose to obey the devil, God's spirit could not live with man again and separated from man. And the Bible says they realized that they were naked. Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Immediately that sin entered into the world, man lost the glory of God. That covering, that spirit, that presence of God left man. And man realized that I have fallen short. I am no more who I was. There is something wrong with me and I don't know what to do about it. Sin had taken over. Death had taken over. The spirit of God has separated from man. And man was exposed, naked. Bible says that they went to get fig leaves to cover themselves. A solution that cannot last a day. And since then, man has been making all effort to regain that lost glory. It includes the attempt of self-righteousness, good works, Good works are good, but not enough to save us because we have lost the glory. There is a separation. Ichabod, the glory has departed. The glory is gone. We've lost it. Death had come into the situation. But the love of God could not let us go. Bible says when God came to the sin, he asked Adam, man, mankind, 
Where are you? And the answer was, I am naked. Where are you? What has it got to do with I am naked? But man has realized what was happening to him. Simply saying, I am dead. Where are you? I am dead. I am separated from you. I cannot come into your presence. I have lost that ability to connect with you. There is death. Separation from the spirit of God. Separation from the presence of God. But God would not let us go. Amen. His love stretched out to us. The Bible says he covered their nakedness with animal skin. The Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission for sin. Bible says God made a promise then to them. He told man the effect of that sin. Dust you are and you return to dust. That is the result of what you have gotten yourself to. You have lost the glory. The spirit had departed. The spirit of God is no more in charge of your life. You are reduced to flesh, carnality. And therefore, told the serpent, you are cast among, above all animals. Dust will be your food all the days of your life. Simply meaning, man is dust. Man has lost what made him separate or above dust. Bible says that God created man out of the dust and breathed into him the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Now that man is separated from God, man is dust, and the devil will have to feed on dust. That is our state. But God did not end it there. He went further with a promise and told the serpent, even though you will feed on dust, the seed of the woman, you will breathe his heels, but he will crush your head. The Bible says here that thank God for Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 5 and 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus the Messiah. There is victory over the flesh, there is victory over death. Death is not the end of the story, there's a victory story. So as man is separated from God, first spiritually, that we are separated from the spirit of God, we are separated from the presence of God. The ultimate end is that our spirit also leaves the body. But when the spirit leaves the body, where do we go from there? And that is where Jesus came in. Not only to restore us physically, but to also restore us spiritually back into the presence of God. Let's read Romans chapter 5, verse 17 to 20. Bible says, Romans chapter 5, 17 to 20. For it, through one man, death ruled because of that man's offense. How much more? Will those who receive such overflowing grace and the gift of righteousness rule in life because of one man, 
Jesus the Messiah. Consequently, just as one offense resulted in condemnation for everyone, so one act of righteousness results in justification and life for everyone. For just as through one man's disobedience, many people were made sinners, so also through one man's obedience, many people will be made righteous. Even though Satan came into the scene, Satan was able to deceive man. Man handed over the power that God has given to him to Satan. And man became a sinner. And therefore we live in sin. The Bible says that that is not the end of the story. Because through one man's disobedience, death, sin came in. And death got the power to rule. Because of one man's disobedience. But through the same one man again, the situation was reversed. Amen. Man sinned. And because of God's holiness, man was separated from God. Man sinned. And because of God's righteousness and justice, we learn how the devil rebelled. And because the devil is a spirit and spirits lives forever, there was no salvation and redemption for the devil. And so the devil is permanently separated from God. Permanently. And the Bible says that at the end, God has given him some time and he knows that his time is short. And at the end of that time, he will be permanently abandoned, permanently set off from the presence of God. Permanently. Because it's a spirit. And spirits live forever. Spirits don't die. But the grace of God made us first flesh and breathed the spirit into us. So by the grace of God, salvation is available to us. But salvation can only come by the shedding of blood. Let's read Psalm 49 from verse 7 to 9. Psalm 49, verse 7 to 9. It says, no man can redeem the life of another, nor can he give to God a sufficient payment for him. For it will cost too much to redeem his life. And the payments will go on forever. That he should go on living and not see corruption. No man, no man can redeem the life of his brother. Because we have all sinned. We are all sinners. And the payment of sin is death. And so no one can say that I want to die for my brother. Because you are already condemned. A condemned person saying that, I'll take the place of another. It's impossible. And therefore, we need somebody who is not under that condemnation of sin. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2, can we read that? Hebrews chapter 2, from verse 14 to 18. Therefore, since the children have flesh and blood, 
he himself also shared the same things, so that by his death, he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and might free those who were slaves all their lives because they were terrified by death. For it is clear that he did not come to help angels. No, he came to help Abraham's descendants. Therefore, becoming like his brothers in every way so that he could be merciful and faithful high priest in service to God and could atone for the people's sins. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Amen. This is the message of our salvation. Jesus, who is God, Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, being the same as God, or being equal to God, decided to come in as flesh. Now the question is, why doesn't God just forgive sins or forgive our sin? No, the justice of God demands that sin must be punished. And the justice of God demands that if man has gone to activate death, man must take death off. God must not do it for us. But because we cannot save ourselves, because no man can give a ransom for his brother or sister's life, God has to come in the flesh. God has to come in and become human. The Bible says he was born. Jesus says that anyone who comes into the world without passing through the door is a thief. The power of the world is given into the hands of men, mankind. And therefore, anyone who comes into the world trying to usurp any power or exercise any power is a thief. It's an illegal tenant or occupant. God is the owner of the world, but because he has given it to man, man must willingly give it back. Man gave it to Satan. Satan could not take it without man's permission. And so for God to come into the scene, God must come as a man. So Jesus must be born as a man because the only way for a man to enter into this world is through the womb of the woman. So Jesus has to be born as a human. God in the flesh. And the Bible says that he was tempted in the same ways that we were tempted. All the temptations that we go through. And we saw the temptations of Adam and Eve. Bible says there were just three. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. We saw the temptation of Jesus. The same. Last of the flesh, if you are the son of God, convert these stones to bread. Last of the flesh, he overcame that. Last of the eyes, this whole world will I give to you if you bow down and worship me. Jesus overcame that. The, that is the pride of life. He overcame that. If you are the son of God, cast yourself from this mountain. So that people will know that, yay, that is the son of God. He overcame that. 
Jesus went through this temptation just after he has fasted 40 days. And Bible says he was led by the Holy Spirit. It wasn't the devil who came. It was the Holy Spirit who sent Jesus to the devil. Master, you have come to replace Adam, to save man. Go through it. So the Holy Spirit led Jesus to the devil. And the devil tempted Jesus and he overcame. And so he lived without sin. And therefore death has no power over Jesus. Because the power of death is sin. You need to be a sinner for death to have that power over you. But Jesus lived above sin. He never sinned, though he was tempted in all ways. Amen. And therefore, Jesus has the right and the power to give his life as a ransom. To atone for our sins. And so when Jesus went to the cross, as a sinless being, the Lamb of God, to take away the sins of the world, he went in as a sinless being. And yet he was crucified for our sins. And when Jesus was nailed to the cross, he first shouted, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? First death. Even though he was sinless, the sins of the world was placed on him as the Lamb of God. And so the Father's righteousness and holiness could not look at the Son the father has to turn his eyes away from the son. And just like Adam who said, I am naked, Jesus shouted, why have thou forsaken me? Why? Because the glory has departed. Because the father could not look at the sin. He was made sin for us. When he was nailed to the cross, even though he was sinless, he was made sin for us. And he took our place. Finally, he gave up the ghosts. And he died. Even though he was sinless, because he took our place, because he accepted our sin, because he asked that he should be judged, condemned for our place, he died. But the good news is that, Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, that when he died, he went to hell. Because that is how, where death takes its slaves to hell. So he went to hell. But the trouble for hell is that hell cannot contain a righteous man. Amen. He went to hell. The book of Colossians says that when he went to hell, he stripped the devil of his power. Amen. Hell could not hold him. Death could not keep him. Because even though he has taken on the sin of the world, when he got in there, that righteous soul could not be contained by hell. Hell rejected him. Death rejected him. Death told him, we cannot contain you. Leave this place. On the third day, he rose from the dead again. Bible says that when he rose from the dead, Mary Magdalene met him and he says, first I have to report to the father. 
Bible says in the book of Hebrews that he went into the sanctuary up there and presented his blood. The payment for sin has been done. There is therefore now no condemnation to anyone who is in Christ Jesus. Because him that knew no sin was made sin for us. That we will inherit the righteousness of God. Righteousness is imputed on us. Not because of any work that we have done. But by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, he took our sin and gave us his righteousness. He went to hell, but hell could not hold him. He's back and alive. The righteous one who has given us his righteousness. And therefore we share in his righteousness as the righteousness of God. Amen. But it also did not end there. Beyond giving us his righteousness, he restored the Holy Spirit that we might be able to live above sin. Let us pray. I want us to meditate about the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice that God himself gave us life. Because it is the life of God, it is the life that is more precious than any other life. This life is more precious than the life of all humans that will live on this earth. And therefore, by that one sacrifice, he has atoned for the sins of all that lived before him and all that will live after him. Because it is the blood of God himself, the most precious blood. Now we have peace with God through the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. But again, by the love of God, he will never impose his will on us. This gift of salvation is for free, made available to each one of us. If we will believe and accept this gift. Bible says that if we will believe in our hearts that Christ Jesus is Lord and confess with our mouth, we will be saved. If you are here and you are not sure whether you are saved, you still have doubts, sometimes because you still struggle with sin and therefore you doubt your salvation. I want to make this clear today. That God does not look at you. If you give your life to Jesus, God does not see you as who you are. He sees you through Christ Jesus. When God looks at you, he looks at Jesus, the one who has laid down his life. You are free. The Bible says that if the Son shall set you free, you are free indeed. I want you to pray to say, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for the sacrifice. 
I thank you that the blood shed is the ultimate sacrifice. No other sacrifice is required. No other work is needed to atone for sin. I accept fully the sacrifice you made. Restore us. Restore me back to the Father. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that gives me power to live like you. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that we come to you because of the sacrifice on Calvary, where Christ took our sin and nailed it, descended to hell, and made full atonement for sin, and yet lived again to intercede on our behalf. We thank you, Father, that when you look at us, you only see Christ. The righteousness of Christ that is imputed on us. Therefore, we are the children of God because you have given us the power to be the children of God. We thank you that this is established in our hearts that any lie of the devil to make us doubt our salvation, we reject it in Jesus' name. And we stand firm by this sacrifice, knowing that this sacrifice is ultimate and complete in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.